0: Welcome, Perfect Stranger. Throughout the years, I have realized how deeply our culture influences us. When we move to new places, we can feel mm, awkward, out of place, lost in translation. The culture shock can be pretty hard. On the positive side, being the new kid on the block can help us understand what we have in common with other human beings. In this podcast, I want to share this experience with you and my guests. I had the chance to have Vali as my neighbor when our family moved to San Francisco for a nine-month stay. Today, she will share with us a tale of a self-made woman.
1: We gathered the money from friends and family in Italy, and we bought this hole in the wall that was kind of funky.
0: How you never know who you will fall in love with?
1: I fell in love again, this time with an Italian woman from Bologna. That was a big change from a Muslim guy to uh, an Italian woman. From But, you know, I feel that I'm lucky because uh, I'm bisexual, so I have more doors open.
0: And why she decided to go back to Italy after life abroad? So... Ready to hear
1: more?
0: Welcome to Perfect Strangers. Thank you very much for inviting me. Glad to be here. Uh, Me too, you know. First, I'm going to say "Oh, I met you. We arrived in uh, San Francisco, one night for a 10-month stay. And I remember with my husband, we were like opening the cupboard in the apartment and there were all this food was uh, marched. What do you say? And there were like these worms in the food. Rotten. Yes. And so we decided we needed to throw away all the food was there. And so we began to put everything in the garbage bags and we put them outside of the kitchen and our kitchen was linked to the kitchen of the apartment besides. It was kind of a small porch. And who was my neighbor? You were my neighbor. I remember it was like five o'clock in the morning because we were jet lagged. So we were doing all these garbage (laughs) bags and we put them outside. And all of a sudden I see you, you were with your cup of coffee and you were looking at that thinking, who are these people? What are they doing? Putting all these trash bags (laughs) on the porch. And I remember we met and then I explained to you why we were doing that. And then you were so happy. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's such a great idea because it was dirty. And, you know, <laughs> it's great that you are doing that. And you seemed so relieved, like because you were afraid that would be these crazy, strange people, your new neighbors. So that was our first encounters. And then we realized, of course, that you are Italian. So we began to speak Italian together. My children then didn't have their grandparents. So they were able to have you like a grandma for a while. They would come to your place and you would sing Italian songs. I really enjoyed that time.
1: Yeah, I did it too. And I'm glad that uh, for that period of time, we didn't close our kitchen doors.
0: Well, yes, (laughs) we would go from one to the other. It was great. So you were born in Italy. You grew up in Italy at a certain point you went on the motorcycle trip to Algeria and then you fell in love with an Algerian uh, man who was a guide. And so you decided uh, you went back to Italy and you decided to go back to Algeria and to try to find a job there and stay with him. And you did that for like three years.
1: Three and a half.
0: Three and a half years. But then a summer when you don't have worked there in Nigeria, one of your friends who was living in San Francisco proposed to you to come to visit her during the summer. So you went to San Francisco and what happened to you? You fell in
1: love again. (laughs) Yes, uh, I fell in love again. This time with an Italian woman from Bologna. That was a big change from a Muslim guy to uh, an Italian woman. from. But, you know, I feel that I'm lucky because uh, I'm bisexual, so I have more doors open. So I fell in love with the person, and then later on we checked what's on the <laughs> But the thing is,
0: of then you, you fell in love, so you decided that your life would be in San Francisco with this person. I decided
1: to try... I was young, well... A lot of people at that time are already married, but I was 30 years old uh, and a new possibility for me in front of me. So I said, I grab it. I don't have a problem. I find a job. And at that time in San Francisco was very easy. I can adjust to anything. I can invent uh, myself. Uh, so I found a job three days later. Uh, I landed uh, in San Francisco. It was very easy. And it was kind of a game. For the first several months, I felt like being in a movie. Because <laughs> in Italy, we saw America in all kinds of sauces, from quiz game uh, to movies to series. So we knew, but we never saw it for real. So for me, for the first month was like, you know, okay, I'm in a movie. Nothing was... Uh, strange or unusual or foreign because I saw it so many times. But being in it was the thing that thrilled me the most. Be a protagonist was strange and exciting at the same time.
0: Yeah, and uh, there were all kind of people from all kinds of places in San Francisco at that time.
1: Yes, that was uh, a thing that I will share it forever because being able to live in a multi-ethnic place it enriched me so much and uh, while I'm here is not so obvious because it is everybody experience but when I travel uh, in other places and when I go back to Italy for example compared to friends that never left Italy they travel a lot, but they never really lived a reality like mine. Is very evident.
0: So then you found a job, and your girlfriend at the job, and after a while you decided to have a business together.
1: Well, before we decided to travel extensively in Mexico, so we bought a 1968 Volkswagen bus, and we traveled to Mexico, Guatemala for ten months. And then when we came back to San Francisco, we were in love with Mexico. We wanted to open something that reminded us of uh, that experience, but we could not find the right spot in town. So we ended up answering an ad on the Chronicle, that is the San Francisco paper, that said that pizza by the slice, lots of food traffic. So we got an appointment and we end up becoming friends with the owner that was a guy from Eritrea was speaking perfect Italian because he went to university in Milano. So he said, okay, gather the money. And when you have the money that was not a lot, but for us, we didn't even have a penny after such a long trip was an enormous amount of money. We gathered the money from friends and family in Italy and we bought this hole in the wall that was kind of funky, but was enough for us. You know, we didn't want a big place, and was a great decision because small places you can manage it very well, and uh, it was perfect.
0: So then you started, and slowly you build up a restaurant, it was very successful. And at certain point, you had also forgotten that you were. Illegal in the United States.
1: You are right. I forgot about it. September 11 didn't happen yet. Homeland security was not an issue. Life was great. Money was coming in. Beside the first few months where we were struggling a little bit to be taken seriously by the person that was dealing with us, uh, not the customer, but the suppliers and the wine representative. You know, it was kind of hard because we were in a macho neighborhood and we were two women. So we had a hard time, but finally they understood that we were serious and they start to have great respect for us. Also, the other restaurant owner in the neighborhood uh, that bet that we didn't last uh, more than three months. We lasted more than 24 years and we had great success. But what was the question? I forgot. You forgot that you were illegal. Ah, yeah, right. I forgot that I were illegal. My parents came on vacation and I had the brilliant idea (laughs) to take them to Mexico. The INS stopped me and started to ask a lot of questions. I was able to send a note to my parents, take a taxi and go home. Susanna was at home waiting for them. And I was invited in this little room. They interrogated me for six hours. I collaborated with them. At a certain point, I remember the movies so I asked, can I make a phone call like in the movies? And they said, oh, no wait, you are not in the US yet. So they put me on a plane. They got my credit card. I paid for the flight and they sent me back to Italy, where Two days later, I went to the airport to pick up my parents. They were coming back. (laughs) It was a little bit confusing, uh, but uh, we managed that. And, you know, my parents went through so much stuff for them. It was an extra thing that uh, I made them go through. Funny story. (laughs) They're never bored with you. No, never. Uh, So in five days, I was able to get a new passport get on another plane and come back to the United States through Los Angeles. I was very nervous when I went through the immigration, but since I collaborated with the INS, they didn't put my case on file. So I was able to come back. And then a couple of years later, one and a half years later, I got married.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to come to because as you were in love with a woman, you couldn't marry her at that time.
1: No, at that time, no. In San Francisco, with Gavin Newsom, uh, the first time was in 2004 that a lot of people was uh, standing around the, the city hall to get married. But then because it was something by the state or actually just in San Francisco, I believe. It was not valid, but I didn't even think about getting married with Susanna. No? We were okay like that.
0: I was not thinking about the romantic side, but the legal side. Because she would have allowed you to become American that way.
1: Yes, it was not legal. It was uh, ninety-four. So, So then you
0: did what a lot of people had to do, is you married a friend.
1: I marry a friend, yes, uh, that was uh, really, really nice. And we met a long time before, so we had all the photos together, lots of memories, uh, little trips here and there together. So it was easy. And it was really nice because he accepted to do that. And we are still very good friends. Actually, when he calls me, he calls me, Amore! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: They were checking when you got married to be sure that you knew each other, to be sure it wasn't uh, like, uh, I don't know, are you saying English, a white wedding? How do you call that?
1: Uh, a fake one. We had a lot of photos together. We had a lawyer with us. I was already being pardoned by the INS about the incident when I came back from Mexico. So things were pretty much in order. We didn't have any problem. And we had lots of uh, congratulations and uh, cards from all over the world because I asked my friends, send me, you know, all the best wishes for this marriage. (laughs) So I had, beside the album with the photo, I had an album with all those um, postcard cards and... uh, And you had a great party, too. We had a great party because with Susanna, we already bought this nice flat where I met you. And there is a nice big deck and a nice garden. So with my friends, his friends, my parents. Oh, your parents came for your wedding came for the wedding they were all dressed up with gardenia flowers my dad forgot a tie so I went to a thrift store and I bought one and I still have it that <laughs> passed away 23 years ago but I still have his tie here. so it
0: didn't bother them that it was not
1: a real wedding or no because uh Everybody knew that was not a real wedding, but the atmosphere was so festive and funny. And we started drinking at noon and we got married at four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) We were pretty high, all of us. My parents were into their character so much that I believe that for a while they forgot it was not a real marriage. (laughs) probably other people too. (laughs) Yeah, we had tons of good food. Uh, Everybody was happy, you know.
0: In the people you know in San Francisco, did a lot of them have to go through these
1: uh, fake marriage to be able to stay in the United States? Some of them, yes. They did it as soon as they got here. They didn't wait 10 years like I did. (laughs) And uh, I also know at least four or five that
0: won the lottery yeah so for the the people who don't know you can apply to the lottery and every year there are a certain number of people in each country who win the right to come to live in the united states yeah and the, if i ask you now oh american you are after all these years you know like when you go back to italy people look at you and say like oh you are so american valley
1: or no? When they see me with a bottle of water with me all the time, yes. When they see me with the thermos of coffee or tea, yes. When uh, they see me with shorts and flip-flop in a gathering that was not supposed to be formal, but people are dressed, yes, they say that, you know, I'm becoming American. And maybe some, uh, you know, reaction to some... uh, Situation, yes. But I consider myself an Italian in San Francisco. That suits me much better because I never forget that I'm Italian. So never forget that even though this was the land of opportunity for me, because probably in Italy I could have not achieved what I did here. Or maybe, yes, I cannot say.
0: Your friends and your family trusted you because when you ask for money, they give money to you to be able to buy the right to use the pizza by the slice place. So that was a gamble for them, too, I guess. (laughs)
1: That was a big, uh, you know, burst of pride for me because uh, they did trust me. They didn't question anything, you know, but I think they would have done it anyway, you know valini this money of course uh, i showed them that i was a good worker i was a solid person i didn't do too many stupid things in the past so yeah they trusted me and it was great Were they worried your parents where
0: you were living in algeria with this man or they didn't know really what was happening
1: no, because at that time, you know, was um, the eighties. There were not conflict between uh, Muslim people, you know, Jihad or you know ISIS. We were very far away from uh, those problems, so they didn't. No, they were very happy. I would come home with tons of dates for them already <laughs> along the branches and uh, a lot of good stories. And slides, at that time we used light And was something, you know, very unusual for them
0: It's funny to think you know, the fact that you were in the desert In Algeria and all of a sudden your life is in a city in San
1: Francisco That's such a huge change Oh yeah, it, it was a big change for sure Thank God I had uh, two, three weeks in Italy as a cushion, you know <laughs> Position cushion. I was very respectful of the Islam uh, tradition, so I was not eating uh, prosciutto and salame. Well, you don't even find them in al But I was not drinking alcohol. I was not praying, even though, you know, five times a day repeating and listening, I still remember the prayer. So coming to San Francisco, very liberal, you know, smoking marijuana, drinking uh, absolute vodka. (laughs) It was a big change for me, but I had that right away. So from uh, sleeping under the stars on a dune with, uh, you know, maybe a donkey far away, And i spend the night partying uh, with some Brazilian people or people from Argentina or... Okay, let's do it.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. You told me that you're going to retire in Italy, that you will go back. Yes. In one or two years. So you are ready to go back to your roots and uh, a new home.
1: I'm ready to go back because San Francisco is a young city, uh, is for young people. I don't believe it's a good place to grow older and it's also very expensive. When I sell this flat, I'm going to be a rich woman <laughs> because uh, real estate in San Francisco is really high. And also because a lot of friends here, my Italian friends here are going back also when they retired. I'm 67 and I want to do it before it's too late to build a new community. And also I still have enough energy to reach out, to meet people. Then I sing in a choir. So the first thing is going to find a choir in Italy. It's going to be great and yoga is a big uh, part of my life so I'm going to find a yoga school maybe also teach a little bit because I'm a yoga teacher my family is big you know I don't want them across the street uh, <laughs> because sometimes uh, Italian family can be a little struggling and uh obsessive and uh, yeah but yeah it will be nice uh, to have them around and uh, i'm in great relationship with my brothers my nephews and nieces uh, so when i go there is always a big feast and with nephew and nieces you know because they came here to san francisco they know me well and uh, we are friends it's not like i'm the aunt from america I think it's great that you can look forward for a new
0: part of your life. You will have your family not far away. My family
1: and my Italian friends also. You know, in Italy, Italy is a strategic position because it's very close to everything. You know, you take your car and you can go to Prague in a couple of days. You stop in Vienna and then you go to Prague or the train system works. Very, very well. So it's a pleasure always. You can be in Paris in six, seven hours. That's fantastic. You know, so many places uh, that I don't know, actually, like Eastern Europe.
0: I I mean, I don't worry for you. I know you are always on the move. You love to, you're a nomadic person in a way. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so many things to see in Europe. I'm not worried for you at all. Yeah.
1: Well, it's nice. I can adjust easily to any bed, any mattress, any kitchen. uh, You know, I, I cook gnocchi on the beach. I cook pizza on the beach with very rudimental tools and stuff. So actually, the desert was a really good school for me because I can survive Anywhere. I remember the first time that uh, Suzanne and I went uh, for a little vacation in Baja, California. For me, it was, uh, you know, normal to cook outside, uh, three stones uh, and a pan on top and cleaning the fish and put it on a little grill and uh, eat it and prepare a bed uh, with just some uh, blanket and uh, sleep there. You know, of course, you have to see where the directions where the the wind is coming so you have to protect yourself you know a few things thanks to my Algerian boyfriend
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say I I didn't know you could uh, make gnocchi on the beach but I remember your gnocchi were fabulous
1: (laughs) well if I have a real kitchen then much easier Vali, thank you for
0: accepting my invitation and uh, sharing part of your story with us today. Hope to see you soon.
1: Yes, me too. Thank you for having me and for this great opportunity to remember all, the, you know, the beautiful things that happened to me in my life. Thank you, Vali. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, ciao.